Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, primary schools still in the dark about how antigen testing of, and, uh, of COVID-19 cases is set to operate. Officials are continuing to work on the detail behind the scenes. The rollout of rapid testing for the virus in the primary sector was confirmed to education stakeholders in recent days, but the chief medical officer later stating it would be confined to specific situations there won't be widespread application of the testing on all school children once or twice or three times a week, according to Tony Houlihan. That's the way it's being done in other jurisdictions at the moment. We, of course, faced the largest school closure during the course of the pandemic. And the INTO increasingly concerned about the threats to schools, to young people and to the teachers and other staff who work there. I'm joined on the line now by Joe McKeown, who's president of the Irish National Teachers Organisation. Joe, thanks very much for joining us on the Nile Boylan Show today. It's very confusing for all of us right now. We don't know what is the right thing or the wrong thing to do. We don't know what the regulations are or aren't. The, your union uh, and others uh, working in the uh, school sector have been calling for antigen testing for quite some time. Do you still think that it is valid, that it is needed? Or do you think it's a bit late now? It's, it's like that old adage of closing the stable door after the horse is bolted. Well, we don't think it's too late. Uh, we think it is. It, it does have a use and uh, it, it will be important and useful for parents as well as for, for, for schools. Uh, the reason why we don't think it's too late is because the numbers of primary school children um, contracting COVID is going up every single day by approximately 450 per day. Um, and it has doubled in the last month. So we have over 6,000 children, primary school age children now who had COVID whereas it was uh, half that amount a month ago. So it's really, really important that we do something. Uh, And I think the positive thing about uh, what's happened in the last week is at least we know that some form of contact tracing will have to return if there is to be antigen testing, because obviously we need to know which children have to get the antigen tests. Um, And, you know, contact tracing hasn't happened for the past six weeks or so, and that's been a big loss to our schools. Joe, there was um, some suggestion even when, when the contact tracing was in practice that it was lacking in some areas. Yes, and I think well, one of the problems that we'd all recognise is that with the contact tracing that we had before, that if your child was uh, uh, deemed to be a close contact, that they stayed home from school. So we did have a lot of children who were perfectly well and who weren't going to school because they were close contacts. And that's where the antigen testing comes in. Um, it is used as what, for what's called the European Centre for Disease Control, we call a test and stay method. Mm-hmm. So if somebody in a class has uh, COVID, then uh, we identify the close contacts and then it is decided that those close contacts are antigen tested. And if the tests, if they have no symptoms, and obviously any child with symptoms shouldn't come to school, but if the child has no symptoms and is getting a negative test, they come to school um, and they are tested regularly using antigen tests, and then for as long as they're testing negative, they continue to come to school with the test positive to stay at home, or if they develop symptoms, to stay at home. So it's more information for parents to help them to make responsible decisions, which is what most of them want to do. 
Um, and, you know, I don't know if you're a parent yourself, but any I of us indeed. Yeah. So identifying and, and, and being a responsible person, trying to figure out whether this is something, you know, uh, you, you know, whether to send your child to school or not. When you hear maybe through a WhatsApp group that they've been sitting beside somebody who had COVID the mm-hmm. day before, um, that's a very difficult decision for parents to make. And most of them want to make the responsible decision and an answer test antigen test might help them to do that. Okay. Now, Tony Hoolan's indicating, because I have to be honest, when when I first heard Mm -hmm. talk of antigen testing among primary school children, I was thinking on a practical level, how in God's name is that going to work? You know, you can't have 30 kids per class turning up. You know, you could have schools that have anywhere between 30 children and 300 children, 500 Mm -hmm. children on a daily basis. And who's expected to do the nasal swab and to mm-hmm. get all the tests. But it, but it's looking now that the antigen test is actually going to be the responsibility of the parent rather than the school. Yeah, well, well, certainly we would have liked all this detail to have been available on Monday, the day after the Minister for Health made the announcement. And I, and I, and I do think that when announcements are made, that sort of detail should be available to people. Uh, but certainly, uh, I mean, looking at it, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Um, it wouldn't be possible in a classroom situation to conduct antigen testing with large groups of people. Um, that, that just wouldn't would, wouldn't happen. Uh, I think the key bit here is that going back to the way we were last year, if there was a COVID case in my school last year, then HSE would contact the principal and myself as principal and say there's been a COVID case in your school and there will be a risk assessment. And every principal now has the, the, the details of where every child is sitting yeah. and they can gather all that information. So then you say, who needs to get the antigen test? Mm-hmm. And then we, we think, but we don't know what recommendation is going to come. It would seem then that those parents might be contacted and told, well, you know, you could do the antigen test. Here's the antigen test. You can do these at home. If your child has no symptoms and tests negative, they continue to come to school if they test positive, they stay at home, or if they develop symptoms, they stay at home. And, you know, it, it certainly would seem to have a value um, that would, would help at this stage. But really, I mean, the, the, the real urgency about it is, I mean, every day, I mean, as we're speaking today, we can definitely say 450 more children, mm. primary school children, will have been diagnosed with COVID, and many of those will have been in school, and we have no idea who their close contacts are. Do you accept, though, Joe McKeown, president of the INTO, mm. Stephen Donnelly's assertion as recently as this morning? I heard him in an interview say that they've been pouring over information. They've had meetings with the HSE and with the public health doctors who are dealing specifically with schools. The figures, he says, show that schools are low risk environments. He gets and understands there's a high level of tr- transmission among school children. But he's saying that that's actually happening in other settings, not in schools. So it is according to Stephen Donnelly, a, a low-risk environment, a low-risk setting? Well, I suppose what I would say uh, in response to that, I mean, I, I don't have medical expertise, but the European Centre for Disease Control, which has considerable expertise and has recommended to the minister that contact tracing and antigen testing should come in. Um, what they say very clearly is that a school may be considered, the, the exact words they use are, sharing a classroom in a primary school setting, may be considered a high-risk environment for transmission. And it does say there should be mitigating factors, but when you know what they are, 
we can't mitigate, the, we can't reduce the risk by reducing the number of pupils in the class. We have the largest class sizes. We don't reduce the risk by identifying contacts because we haven't done that in the past. We don't reduce the risk at the moment by uh, antigen testing. We don't reduce the risk by mask wearing. Um, we do uh, an awful lot in terms of uh, sanitizing. Uh, we can't reduce the risk by social distancing. Most uh, classes, the best they can manage is pods. So the European Centre for Disease Control wrote last week and said high risk of transmission. Um, so, I mean, look, obviously the, the minister uh, is getting his advice uh, from, from uh, uh, people who have a lot of expertise. But from our position, we are highlighting to the general public the numbers of primary school children getting COVID are going up. The absence of contact tracing makes it very difficult for uh, people to manage that situation. And European level advice is that we need to do more to support schools to keep everybody safe. So Stephen Donnelly also in the same interview this morning suggested that the way the antigen testing would be rolled out in schools here would be in line with uh, the European Centre for Disease Control guidelines. We're extrapolating that is parents at home. But here's the thing, Joe McKeown. There are actually figures today from the Health Protection Surveillance Centre showing 173 new COVID outbreaks in the past week, outbreaks of concern, clusters. Uh, They're not linked to schools. We've had a number linked to, 24 of them linked to workplaces, five of them to retail environments, two of them to colleges, third level uh, uh, institutions, and 10 clusters in hospitals, three in nursing homes and 20 in residential institutions. My question here is, is if we're hearing that the COVID that children are essentially spreading or bringing into schools is being brought in from home, then that means that can we trust parents to conduct those antigen tests? A lot of parents are back at work themselves. We had a discussion here yesterday on the programme about, you know, how feasible or otherwise it is to be trying to work from home when your school aged children are around you. Everyone's a bit fed up of all of this now. Are we not having a situation where parents in significant numbers are going, ah, oh, look, it's only a bit of a, you know, you're, you're only, mm-hmm. it's only snobs, yeah. off you go into school. Can we actually trust them to do antigen testing? Well, I think the, the first thing I'd say is, the short answer to your question is, can you trust parents? I would say, yes, you can. But I also would say you have if to recognise... And if, and if you're telling me there's 450 cases per day in schools, well, then that's because parents, knowingly or otherwise, are sending their children into schools yeah, well, with I, I, COVID. Just, I, I was just going to, 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 to finish the point that part of the problem we have is exactly as you've outlined, the huge pressures there are on parents in relation to what do you do if you have to go to work and your child... Uh, uh, has to stay home from school. I mean, that, that, that's a huge pressure that comes on parents um, in terms of making the decisions. Um, but I think that the, the key issue here is this. We want parents to be in a better place to make decisions. So antigen testing will help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that we need to recognise, we, we, we're getting very, sometimes we can make things very, very complicated about where, where, where transmission occurs and, all, and so on. What we know from schools is that there's a huge level of compliance in the school for COVID regulations. I spoke to the chief inspector the other day, 98% of schools are comp- fully compliant with COVID uh, um, protocols in their schools. And that's really, really good. 
we have a significant number of parents who really want to be responsible and do behave responsibly and don't send their children in with symptoms. Mm -hmm. We have a number of very, very responsible parents who genuinely sometimes are saying, well, how do I know whether it's a cold or Mm -hmm. COVID? And who are under serious pressure either to get out to work or to work from home. Uh, And it does raise the issue of, you know, employers maybe being very sympathetic to 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 parents of of, of young children in 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 that situation mm-hmm. and giving them the flexibility but you're absolutely right you, we cannot turn around and be blaming parents when we don't provide them with the 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 information they need to make decisions and the support to do the right thing all of the parents but the question you asked me about trust i'm teaching 39 years the, the the amount of care and concern that parents have for their children is is is, is enormous, and and I, I certainly would trust that. But I also recognise there are huge pressures on working parents in this country, and that does not help our situation right now. Also, from a parent's point of view, I I, I don't know, uh, Joe, and, and it's none of my business to ask you, but if you've ever been tested for COVID, I've yeah. had a number of PCR tests. I've yeah. also, uh, in the office here, we had antigen tests sent in as well. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to test yourself and you have mm-hmm. to dig right up there with the swab yeah. into the navel, mm-hmm. nasal cavity on both sides. I'm thinking back to things like, I mean, you know, trying to get that up your child's nose and Mm -hmm. actually effectively be able to conduct what's, you know, an antigen test successfully is very, it's a big ask. It's it's a huge ask. the child and the parent. Uh, And to answer your question, I'm I'm, I'm fortunate enough not to have had to have a PCR test yet, Mm. but for various reasons, uh, attending conferences and meetings and so on, I've I've had to take antigen tests. Yeah, and again, this comes down to to for, for, you know where, where we need detail so that people wouldn't be concerned. I mean, there are obviously the antigen tests that you do by putting it up your nose, but there's also uh, one that's available that I have used uh, where you put uh, you, you you gather saliva, and that's quite effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hearing that there, there are tests uh, which can be done uh, through spitting. Yeah, so, okay, but, like, uh, but but the two things I would say we're, we're not seeing to, them widely here, though. We're not yet, and said. I think what I would say to you in in relation to your, your point of this, like I think a parent who is told your child is a close contact, and if the pair most parents will say right, I'll try and do an antigen test. Now that will depend on your the age of your child and so on, mm. and if they can't, a lot of them will say right. I'm, I don't know for definite, so I'll keep my child at home okay. for a few days and observe. Yeah. I think most parents would do that and they'll be in a better position than if we didn't have the antigen testing. But we really have to say to parents, and this is where communication comes in, if you're at home and it's really, really difficult and causing stress to your child to do the antigen test, that's fine. Take the cautious route then and seeing about keeping your child at home until we're certain that uh, he or she hasn't developed symptoms. And we have to be reasonable about that. But all of that information, Tara, really should have been available to us on Monday and Tuesday. So you don't have to worry, so parents don't have to worry, and so that a principal or a teacher can sit down with any parent who has a a, a query and say, look, 
this is how we'll work it out. Do you feel that the authorities have been very severely lacking throughout this in terms of the information that are, that being given to schools, uh, to their unions, to the, the, the principals' networks, etc.? You know, I mean, have you really had a very raw deal considering, you know, workplaces nearly, the advice has been clearer, just don't go in, in the, yeah. in the, in the main. You know, how peed off are you with the way that you've been treated as a, a, you know, as a sector of society dealing with large numbers of people and young people on a daily basis? Yeah. Well, I, I, I suppose to answer your question is, yes, we are very frustrated. And I think that what's most frustrating is that we don't feel at key times that we haven't been listened to. Um, and I think, you know, the, the recommendation in relation to piloting the antigen tests was made last April. And it would have been a very good idea last April um, to actually test this out in a couple of, uh, a number of, of primary schools so we could see what actually works. Um, and that was yes, very, that very frustrating. Con- yep. con- contact tracing was removed at the end of September. And we, we, we said very simply at the time, why don't you wait until Halloween and we'll see how things are developing? Mm-hmm. And I think we'd have been in a different place, obviously, because we'd see now what happened in the four weeks. Okay. So I do feel at key moments we haven't been listened to. And Prince will certainly be very frustrated. Again, mm. a minister making an announcement on a Sunday and we not knowing anything to say to parents on Monday. Yeah, OK. Uh, just a couple of other issues I want to talk to you about while I have mm. you, Joe. It's substitute teachers. Uh, we heard a lot about substitute teachers. In fact, this was an issue pre-COVID from my yeah. own experience of having mm-hmm. children in school and in yeah. primary school in particular. Nigh and impossible to find substitute teachers. The situation has obviously become a lot worse because, in, because of COVID. You don't have an option of breaking up the class into small That's groups right. and putting them in with other teachers. We heard that SNAs were being used. Then we heard Norma Foley essentially denying that there was a problem at all. Finally, she's conceded and is, uh, you know, talking about a, a drive to provide a hundred additional substitute teachers. Mm-hmm. How bad is that crisis in the classrooms? It's very bad. It's the worst in, in living memory, uh, and obviously the fact that you can't spit a class, uh, which was never a, a great practice. But at the same time, uh, I mean, the fact of the matter is that if your school is opening at nine o'clock, and if at quarter past nine you hear that a teacher is, uh, you know, they may exactly have the COVID issues that they can't come into school, for example, as a precaution or anything could have happened. You know, you have 45 minutes to put a Garda vetted body, and that's the key bit to a Garda vetted body in front of a class. It will not be possible, and it is not possible, to have a fully qualified Garda vetted teacher in front of every class every day throughout this winter. And we urgently need to look at the situation where the only pool of bodies that it would be suitable are uh, people who are in colleges of education training to be teachers. And we need to find ways to use those people who are in their final year in colleges to support the current situation the same way and and, and be paid to do so in the same way as student nurses were were used and student guards were used uh, at the height of the, the pandemic um, but to put, at, at the moment, principals are working minor miracles to get guard-affected bodies in front of every group of children every day of the week. And uh, it is extraordinarily difficult. 
Lastly, we're about to discuss on the programme, Joe, um, Christmas socialising and Christmas yeah. parties. This is the time of year. It's funny because I was doing the Christmas roster for the newsroom this morning here. Mm-hmm. And it's normally the time of year where we're all touching base with each other saying, right, do you need a morning off for a school play? Do you need yeah. a morning off for the mm-hmm. for the nativity or, you know, the school performance or whatever it may be? Again, Stephen Donnelly this morning saying that uh, they, this is about, you know, he was asked specifically the question about uh, school plays mm-hmm. and he said it's about in the round reducing social contacts mm-hmm. and we can't be picking on any individual thing and say that it shouldn't be happening. Is it comfortable? Is it right at this stage for schools to be organising school performances where you're going to have children and parents and possibly even grandparents present? Mm -hmm. And this is where we get confusion between ministers. I mean, just to be very clear for schools and for parents, the guidance from the Department of Education, which is where we take our instruction from, obviously, uh, is, is, is absolutely clear that the guidance is the same this year as it was last year. Uh, and so therefore, at the moment, they're not encouraging uh, situations where parents and grandparents will be coming into school. And we're all very sad about that, I mean, yeah. because obviously uh, it was always a, a very heartwarming thing. But I'm sure schools will do, as they did last year, um, you know, organise events and put them up on, 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 on the, uh, and send them out uh, either through their, their Seesaw apps or on their websites or Facebook pages and so on. Um, and schools will go to great lengths, as again, as they did last year, to make sure that in the school that the children have, will have a really good build-up to Christmas, um, you know, with the Christmas jumpers and uh, the, all the different activities that go on anyway. Um, but we all would be just love to have the day back when we could have schools full of parents uh, at Christmas concerts, but you will recall some of them perhaps as being uh, rather sweaty occasions <laughs> yes. with people very close <laughs> together and uh, unfortunately... This is not the year for that. Okay. Joe McKeown, President of the Irish National Teachers Organisation. Thanks very much. A a kind of a sad note to end there on, you know, we're going to miss out. Okay, we'll get to do it virtually, but I think we're all sick of living our lives virtually at this stage. But no school Christmas plays, or very few anyway. Certainly that's the advice of the Department of Education. Stephen Donnelly saying this morning he doesn't want to come out and say an outright no to them. But clearly the Department of Education advising against doing it online. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.